Hey there, here's a quick note. This podcast contains general financial advice only. That means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So don't act on the information until you've spoken with your financial advisor. You'll find our full disclosure, disclaimer, and link to our financial services guide in the show notes. Hey, Campbell, welcome back to this very special episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. So good to have you with me. Good to be here, Owen, for a very special episode today. Yes, it is an extra, extra special episode. We often say that, but this one is indeed an extra special episode because we're doing something different for the show this year. As many people will know, we spent a lot of uh, the early part of 2021 focused on financial resilience, and we tried to profile the story of some listeners and some people out there who had been through some hardship financially and, and what they'd done to come through the other side. And that was kind of really inspiring. And this time we're hoping to inspire everyone in a different way. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, what can I do with my money, have an impact and feel good about it, please listen on. Kate, can you tell us a bit more about the Rask Christmas Giving Appeal? This year, we really wanted to personally give back and encourage our wider community and networks to give back to two organizations specifically, but giving back to any organization is good in our books. But these two particular organizations are the Smith family, which is focused on educating young Australians and really closing that gap um, when it comes to education and making sure that everyone has equal access to all of the things, including like school books and excursions and career development programs. And the other organization is The Life You Can Say, which We've spoken to Peter Singer on the show before, so listeners may be familiar with his name, but this organisation is mostly focused internationally, but it's focused on getting you in touch with the charities that are doing the most good in the world and um, are doing it effectively, and they measure this impact. So they really narrow down this selection for you. So when you donate to them, you can donate to their chosen charities that really are saving the most amount of lives. So I guess in today's episode, we're just going to introduce it. We're going to talk to Peter and we're also going to talk to Doug from the Smith family, a little bit about their organizations, what they do and how you can personally get involved this Christmas time. That's right. So we've invited these two um, experts in their field and these two leaders in their field to tell us a little bit about their organizations. The first one that we're going to speak to is Peter Singer and I should say Professor, Professor Peter Singer. So to introduce the life you can say and how this organization makes an impact, we spoke to Peter. Uh, Peter is a professor of bioethics at Princeton and Melbourne Uni with a background in philosophy. He works mostly in practical ethics and is best known for his work with animal rights, global poverty and ethics, generally speaking. In 2021, this was a big piece of news out. He was awarded the Berggruen Prize for Philosophy and Culture, and he personally received $1 million for this. He later said that he will be donating this money to charity. So he's really living his um, living up to his, I guess, word in terms of giving back. Uh, listeners of the Australian Finance and Australian Investors podcast may already be familiar with um, the philosopher and advocate um, for effective giving um, and his organization, The Life You Can Save. When we did a podcast episode with Peter in the past, uh, we were fortunate that one of our listeners actually donated a substantial sum of money to The Life You Can Save, and that made its way into the annual report of the life you can save. And I think if we look back at you and I on what we've done um, through this podcast, I think this, this is one of the things that we'll be really proud of. Um, so the life you can save makes, and I, in quotes, 
Smart Giving is Simple, end quote, by curating a group of nonprofits that save or improve the lives um, of people per dollar. They are focused on creating a world where everyone has an opportunity to build a better life and where there's no suffering or death due to extreme poverty. With that being said, here's our chat with Peter. Peter, thank you for taking some time to join Kate and I for this podcast episode. This is a very special episode for us where we're talking about giving um, and effective giving in particular. I'm hoping that maybe um, we can just dive straight into the life you can save and how you determine um, where money should be given and which charities are worthy of receiving our donations. Right. Well, The Life You Can Save is a charity that I founded after I published a book with that uh, title in 2009. And it got quite a strong response with people wanting to to give, because the book was about how easy it is for affluent people to save lives, and not just to save lives, but to restore sight in people who are blind or prevent them becoming blind or provide health care that saves them, you know, all sorts of health problems and and sometimes prolongs their life, of course. And a lot of people wanted to know, well, which are the most effective charities to give to that are helping people in extreme poverty? Uh, And of course, in a book, you can mention the ones that at the time you publish, but you can't keep updating and revising as you get newer information. So uh, we set up a website initially, which then became a full-fledged organization, which now exists both in Australia and the United States and has uh, tax-deductible status. Um, But the organization's purpose is not really to attract donations to the life you can save itself, though obviously it's nice to get a bit for the work we do, but um, to direct people to the most effective charities. So we curate a list of uh, about 20 effective charities, and they've been independently assessed by various research organizations, and we kind of aggregate the research from different organizations. most prominent is, is one called GiveWell, which has been in this field for um, about 12 years, I think now. Um, and they, they have a team that is completely independent of any of the charities. And uh, their job is just to make sure, not just that the organizations are well run, that's something that's important, of course, but you could have a well-run organization that just was funding things that turned out not to be very effective. So uh, what the research does is it actually looks at the impact the, organizations are having on the ground says do we know that this is helping do we know that distributing bed nets against malaria is going to save the lives of children who would otherwise die from malaria that might seem kind of intuitively obvious but uh, we really want to know that that's right and we want to know roughly what it costs for the distribution of nets per child's life saved and you can do that if you have comparative studies of villages where bed nets are distributed and villages that haven't yet anyway, received bed nets, um, then you can actually test that, you can quantify it. And there are many other things, they're not all as you know, clear cut as that, but there are many other interventions, uh, I already mentioned restoring sight in people who are blind because of cataracts or preventing trachoma, which is the leading preventable cause of blindness. Those are things that we can do very cheaply. And uh, we can find effective organizations who are doing this at very low cost. And we want to direct people there because some of these organizations are, you know, 10 times, 50 times more effective than others. Uh, And I'm not saying the others are are frauds, that occasionally happens, but it's very rare. 
but some organizations just they're just not doing the things that will give you the biggest value for your for your money and and that's what we wanted people to give to because we want to maximize the benefits of what people are donating I really do appreciate the life you can save's approach to that because I know it can be disheartening when you hear about an organization you donated to suddenly 60 cents in the dollar just goes to the running costs of the organization and not to the people you actually want to help. So having that uh, data-driven approach is really, really beneficial. Yes, that's right. We, we do want to really know what we're doing and where the money is going, um, that, that it's helping the people we want to help um, and that it's helping them in really clear cut ways that either you know save lives, improve their health, or in some cases actually help them to get out of poverty. That's a little more difficult, but we also have organizations like uh, Village Enterprise, which um, has been shown through its mentoring program and it's providing a bit of seed capital and helping people in learning how to save. Uh, it's actually been shown that it improves the chances of the people it helps from actually getting out of poverty themselves. Given the challenges of the last two years with COVID around the world, um, I mean, we've been fairly lucky in Australia to um, have a lot of government support going through it, but is it more important now than ever to support these organisations overseas that we might not think about on a daily basis? It definitely is more important than ever. Um, if you look back over the last 25 years, you can see a steady fall in the number of people in extreme poverty. Extreme poverty is defined by the World Bank as living on less than $1.90 US per day. So maybe $2.50 or something like that, or maybe a little bit more uh, in Australian dollars. So, you know, this is a really extreme level of poverty. And um, that, has, that, that had been falling until the pandemic, that had been steadily falling. Um, down to in 2019, it was 736 million. It's now the World Bank estimates risen again because of the pandemic and because of the economic slowdown in the affluent countries, which has put more people out of work in the less developed countries. So it's risen, uh, the World Bank says, to 833 million, so almost 100 million rise. And uh, that, you know, in human terms, that involves a great deal of extra hardship, um, more people who need help. But we hope that as the global economy revives, that start to fall again but we want it to fall faster um, and we want to help people more in the in the best possible ways the other thing that's important is even if we are getting you know in australia to high levels of vaccination and uh, you know many of us have less to fear from the pandemic in uh, the less developed countries there's still very low vaccination rates because they haven't been able to obtain the vaccines basically and sometimes of course they don't have the infrastructure to distribute them around the country. But some of the organizations we have can actually help with this. So we're recommending Development Media International, which is an organization that puts out health information over local radio broadcasts in uh, low income countries where that's the only way people have of getting information. You know, they, they don't have the internet, they don't have television, they don't have newspapers really but many of them have radios and they listen to the radio stations. And by Development Media International has again shown quite clearly by looking at areas where they uh, are broadcasting and putting their uh, advice on the radio and other areas where they're not. They've shown that people take this advice, that they go into health clinics, that they get 
health checkups, that they get information, in this case, that they will know how to keep themselves safer from COVID, um, when they can get vaccinated and so on. So yeah, it's really very important work that we have now in the aftermath of the pandemic for us, but what you know still is quite a serious stage of the pandemic for much of the world. Mm. It, Peter, it, it, I think it's only a hit home for many Australians and indeed people in developed uh, parts of the world um, in, in recent times, seeing the pandemic, seeing the uncertainty around uh, around the healthcare system, around information, all of these things has really hit home for people. And I think this time, um, speaking from here in Australia, coming into Christmas, I think now more than ever, there's a great kind of um, effort to, for people to give back and support those around them because it has been a very trying time. I'm, I'm aware um, that on the life you can save, there are effectively different options that you can choose to give, um, ranging from donating to the life you can save directly, specific charities or doing a combination of, of any of those. Um, what do you, this Christmas, what would you want to impress upon people in terms of making a donation? Um, how would you like to see people give um, at this time and what just consider giving at this time? Well, obviously I'd, I'd always like people to give generously and to think about how fortunate we are in Australia, um, that we are protected from many of the worst things that happen, that uh, we have adequate income generally, uh, and we have government support if we need it. We have free healthcare, we have safe drinking water, we have free schools, all of those things that not everybody in the world can uh, manage to have. And uh, it, you know, really relatively small sums for us that uh, are not very significant can make life or death differences for um, other people in, in low income countries. Like so restoring sight, um, Fred Hollows Foundation, which is one of the charities we recommend, uh, says it can do it for $25. Well, you know, even, even if that's an underestimate and it's 50 or $100, it's, it, you know, obviously we would pay tens of thousands of dollars to get our site restored if we needed to. But generally, because we have a health, national healthcare system, we, we don't even need to pay that. So um, I would ask people to give generously, uh, of course. I would ask them to think about the difference they're making. And particularly, you know, ironically, in a way, perhaps during this pandemic era, um, many investors have done very well. Um, the stock market has done well. Um, some, uh, in, some uh, you know, my, super, my Australian uh, superannuation fund did it very nicely during the pandemic, thank you. Um, so, you know, others who are benefiting this way, I think can, can think about sharing and can think about uh, our good fortune, uh, think about the, the more caring attitudes that maybe we had in our communities during the pandemic and uh, extend that more broadly, extend that to those who are still likely to experience the, the worst of the pandemic um, and uh, who also in any case were disadvantaged and need some help. When people give, they do have the option of going to the website of The Life You Can Save and going to Best Charities and they can read about the charities and they can donate directly to the charities through that website but 100% of what they donate will go to those charities that they select. An alternative that uh, I hope some donors will consider is to donate to uh, the 1090 fund. Of that, then 90% of what you donate will go to those uh, charities, but 10% will go to keep the life you can save going. It, it does cost something to keep any organization going. And uh, we think 10% is, is a reasonable ask so that we can continue to spread the message, continue to grow 
and raise more money for the effective charities because because we have shown we're also interested in numbers ourselves we've shown that for every dollar we spend on our own administration 17 dollars uh, are generated for the effective charities so we think what we're spending on ourselves is good value for everybody too mm. and such a such a good time and, and just to be clear for for our listeners as well you can set up regular giving so i think this is a fantastic thing you don't have to just give at christmas you can do this on an ongoing basis and it's made so much easier by the life you can save. Uh, Kate, I think we have a, a special kind of um, collaboration with the life you can save. I'm hoping you can just share that with our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So the life you can save ha has a wonderful book by Peter Singer and that has been revised and it comes in all, all forms. So if you're a, an audiobook listener, you can just log into your podcast player and listen to the whole audiobook and podcast form. There's a free ebook, but the Life You Can Say is also giving away 100 copies of the paperback book posted to you at no cost to our listeners this Christmas time as well. So we've got a special link, um, which you can also donate to The Life You Can Save as well through that link. But it's thelifeyoucansave.org.au forward slash RASK, R-A-S-K. And we'll have that in the show notes. So this book is a fantastic way to learn more about effective giving and all the causes The Life You Can Save supports. And I think it's a really good foundation if you're thinking about how you can make more of a personal impact in the world and so even if you can't get your hands on a copy of the paperback I'd still recommend listening to the audiobook or the ebook and you'll find all the details by following that link as well. Mm. So Peter on behalf of um, Kate and I but also all of our listeners thanks for taking some time to join us today. Thanks very much uh, Owen and Kate it's, it's been great to have the opportunity to talk to you and to talk to your listeners and of course I'm hoping for a positive response from many of them. Now that you've heard from the wonderful Peter Singer from The Life You Can Save, let's introduce you to the Smith family, an organisation very close to our hearts, given their focus on education for young Australians. This year, the Smith family Christmas appeal aims to raise much needed funds to support the education of almost 12,000 young Australians living in poverty. To speak more about the Smith family and the impact they're having on Australian communities and where the money goes, we've got the CEO, Doug Taylor, on the show today. Hey, Doug, thank you so much for joining Owen and I today to share more about the important work that the Smith family does in Australia and how our listeners can help with making an impact with their money this Christmas time. And if we just dive straight in, are you able to give me a brief explainer of what the Smith family does and how it makes an impact in our community? Yeah, very happy to. And thanks for the opportunity. And thanks to the, there's probably donors listening in today, and we really appreciate your support. Um, the Smith Family is an education focused charity. We've been around for 100 years. And all of our work is in ensuring that young disadvantaged people, uh, young people across the country, um, through education, have the chance to reach their potential. And we do that in a couple of ways. Um, so through our Learning for Life program, we have a focus on providing scholarships for children and young people in to support their education, to cover the basic costs that often are prohibitive for these families. So it could be excursions, uniforms, books, internet access and the like. So we have scholarships. We have a team of workers, family support workers across the country, and their whole role is to equip and empower parents to be the, their first and primary educator of a child. Um, that's really tough for a lot of the families we support if they've not had a good educational experience in the past to have that confidence and those skills. 
And then thirdly, we provide a range of um, programs in about 700 disadvantaged schools right across the country that are focused on you know, mentoring, uh, getting young people access to workplaces and digital skills. So all of that um, sums up our work and, um, and it's really focused on uh, giving young people through education you know, the best possible start in life. Doug, I might just follow up with one question there. Why is Christmas time an important uh, time for giving back? Christmas is a great time for giving back. It probably follows the end of financial year as the kind of peak in giving. And look, I think it's a, it, for, for all Australians, it's a time of thinking about family and thinking about the good things that we have in life and kind of goes to our founding story. We, ha- we were started 100 years ago by a group of businessmen who were having a drink together. Um, and as they were celebrating and thinking about the presents they're buying for their children, they asked the question, so what does this look? What does Christmas look like for disadvantaged children? Uh, and I think that's the question we often ask at this time of year in thinking about all the wonderful things that we've had. And it's been a tough year for the Australian community. Uh, I think we'd all agree, all families and individuals have had challenges. But I'd just encourage uh, your listeners today to think about the real challenges that um, disadvantaged families have had over the course of the year through COVID. It's been a really tough year, particularly on the homeschooling front with not having the resources at home and just the, the, the extra challenges to unemployment and hardship. So good time to, to give back in light of that as well. So Doug, I noticed that when you go to the website, there are two ways that you can give. The first is making a donation outright um, and you can do monthly uh, donations, which is a great thing. The other way is you can sponsor a child. C- can you just walk us through those two different things? And in, in particular, the sponsoring of a child, I find that um, really interesting. Mm. Yeah, thank you. That's right. So, I mean, at this time of year, we welcome both uh, forms of giving. So people who'd like to give us a one-off contribution at Christmas, that's great. But equally, um, sponsoring a child is a terrific way to give back. I do it. Uh, I support a Smith family child. Um, And and what it means is you make a monthly pledge um, and, and that monthly contribution goes towards those those things that I've mentioned before, the you know, the physical, buying physical things, supporting a worker and access to programs. And the great thing is that you get information back um, on that child and their progress over the course of their education. And you know, we've got, uh, as I said, you know, about 60,000 children in the sponsorship program, uh, many Australians supporting uh, those children and young people. And we've got many supporters who've been effectively supporting a child over their whole education experience from starting in kinder right through to university. And, you know, it's an incredible relationship that uh, that gets developed. But what our donors talk about is just the, the sense of legacy that they're creating in helping a, you know, a young person get the best footing on life, which is a, you know, a, of life, which is a good education and empowers them to you know, have more choices in life. And that's a way that one of the ways that you kind of can break this cycle of, of disadvantage that many, too many, too many uh, young children and, and, and students face in Australia. So Doug, can you just ex- explain a little bit about to us how you measure your impact on, on families and on children? Yeah. Measurement's really important to us. We, we're conscious of the investment that Australians make in our work and we want to do what's we, what, the best we can for students and families. So we're absolutely focused on ensuring that the work that we do is supported by evidence, proven practice and the like, and that all of our programs ensure that young people are attending school, 
they're advancing through school, they complete school, and when they leave school, they're in further education or employment. So we're able to measure that and benchmark it um, the whole way through. And just to give you an insight into that um, as, as one measure, you know, 80% of the young people that we support, which are all disadvantaged young people, are in further education or employment post-school. And in part, you know, we're a significant contributor to that. So you know, evidence and measurement matters, just like investment. Wonderful. And I know um, making financial contributions is really important and we are super supportive of that on this podcast. But if someone's not in the financial position, maybe because of COVID or they're just getting on their feet, are there any other ways they can contribute to the Smith Family Mission and your goals um, in a non-financial sense? Yeah, look, absolutely. We've got uh, 12,000 volunteers that support our work right around the country. And if you jump on the website, there's all manner of ways that you can get involved with us both you know, in person going into our schools, but also um, online. Uh, we've got a raft of programs where we have mentoring relationships online, even listening to a young person uh, develop their literacy skills via reading. So some really uh, diverse ways that people can get involved uh, in this way of uh, giving back. Wonderful. And I think that would definitely be interesting to some of our listeners and they're definitely interested in helping other people learn and develop um, and we're all very passionate on education so if if our listeners are interested in either supporting the appeal directly sponsoring a child or donating where would you recommend they head yeah look please jump on the website smithfamily.com.au and you'll see all a lot of information i've shared with you to tell you a bit, bit about our work uh, but also to tell you about uh, the, the difference that you can make at Christmas in, uh, in giving back. And, you know, we're wanting to raise $5 million to support 12,000 young Australians uh, to ensure that we give them the programs and get their education back on track with the challenges of COVID and onto a great footing for the future. So now you've heard from Doug and Peter about ways to give and some of the most effective ways that you can share your wealth and help others throughout the world or here in Australia and live better lives. Kate, we're, you know, we're encouraging all of the community to rally behind this appeal and just consider spending some time or some money to give back because there are many ways that um, we can all help. And I think it goes beyond just finances, right? Yeah. And I think one of the benefits of being in a stronger financial position and using all of the information and tools we've given you over the last few years um, is to actually give back to your communities, both in Australia and globally. And that's certainly what Owen and I do personally and as a business. And we'd love to encourage our listeners to do the same. And sometimes you just need a nudge or you can use this episode to nudge uh, for your family and friends to consider giving back this Christmas time. And I think it does give you a good opportunity to reflect on the, the wonderful things you have achieved and you have done with your money um, and also a, an opportunity to be grateful because when you give back to other people, it really does give you both a positivity boost and also um, time to reflect on just how much you do have. Um, we can sometimes get caught up in the moment and think um, life's pretty terrible and um, we don't have that much because we keep comparing our finances to someone else's. But when we look at organisations like the Smith Family and the Life You Can Save and we can see how much, just 50 or or $100, what that impact can have. And both of these organisations have case studies and calculators. So you can see actually how far your money goes. And I would really encourage all of our listeners to do that. Mm. And this is the thing too, Kate, that giving back also helps us 
mentally. We've spoken about this before on the podcast. It helps us uh, physically and it can help us just even understand our finances better. Just having the ability to give back is a tremendous opportunity um, to improve our happiness and to improve our, I guess, our satisfaction with life as well. So if you, even if you can't give financially, some things that you can consider doing um, are speaking to people around you and talking to them about effective giving and uh, some of the charities that they support. Um, helping them, you know, educating them on their finances and, and getting them into a position where they can give back. Uh, the other thing is maybe read Peter's book. Um, we've got links in the show notes, so you can go and check that out. Um, you can visit the life you can save. And we've done many episodes um, on effective giving in the past. But if you have made a donation to any of these charities or any of these organizations, what we would love for you to do is just to drop drop into the Facebook group, find us on Twitter, find us on Instagram and share what you've done. It doesn't have to be a massive amount of money. We're not here to boast about anything. What we want to do is to just try and spread the word for effective giving at Christmas because as a community, you know, Kate, our community is very strong now. Um, over 50,000 people um, around Australia uh, are listening to these podcasts and that is just a tremendous, I guess, um, opportunity for us as a collective to make a real impact on, on the communities um, directly in need, but also those around us. So if you do go ahead and give, like Kate and I, we would love to hear from you. You can use uh, the hashtag on social media is RASK giving. So that's just R-A-S-K giving. And you can find us on any of the social media channels at RASK Australia. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know what you're doing um, to give back this Christmas. And Kate, I just want to say, personally, I'm very proud of you for doing this and putting this all together for us. So kudos to you. And um, I look forward to more, more of these in 2022. Absolutely. And definitely want to hear from our listeners and see how you supported these organizations or any other organizations through your time and all your money this Christmas time. And I think sharing it online or even through word of mouth really just spreads that Christmas spirit. So uh, definitely would love to hear from you. And if you do support either of this, these organizations um, from the bottom of both Owen and I hearts, uh, we do thank you for that. And both of the organizations do as well. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, where our mission is to improve the financial futures of all Australians. If you'd like to learn more, create a free account at rask.com.au forward slash account to download free episode workbooks, bonus resources, and take our amazing free personal finance courses. You can also join our online community by following the link in the description. If you enjoyed the show, what we'd love is for you to leave us a snappy review on iTunes. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rask Australia. Kate and I are also on both of those channels. Finally, if you have any feedback, suggestions for episodes or guests to come on the show, or you just have a question for us, shoot us an email at podcast at rask.com.au.